You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, accompanied by my best friend, Ben Weir. Excited to be doing another episode with you, buddy. Yeah, man. As always, it's sad that NFL's getting closer to an end. Uh, don't say that. No. But it's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, let me start off with some good news and share that the Colts didn't lose this week. Yes. The only reason being we had a bye, but I'll take it. <laughs> you can't lose when you have a bye. Yeah. <laughs> I, fi- I, fi- I figured we would still find a way, though, somehow. <laughs> I actually saw a meme that said the bye defeated the Colts, and we were like four and nine. I was like, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Thank goodness it was you're fake. You're just prepping for the game this weekend. That's all you're doing. That's right. Ex- extra prep, yeah. Oh. Extra prep. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Thursday night's game saw the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. The Rams picked up Baker Mayfield during the week, which it came out later. Mayfield had already bought a plane ticket before the Rams claimed him. I thought that was interesting. With only two days to learn the playbook, no one gave Baker and the Rams a chance in this one. It looked to be right as it was 16-3 in the fourth, but as soon as I saw the score, I thought to myself, is this deja vu and the Rams are about to come back and win 17-16 just like the Bucks did the week prior? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it turns out that is exactly what happened as Mayfield led a 98-yard game-winning drive to beat the Raiders 17-16. Ben, good for Baker, but sad for the Raiders who desperately needed this game. Yeah, I mean, basically, just doing the playoff simulator, it, my estimation, if I was right, I'm pretty sure I had the Raiders winning like every single game just to get them in the playoffs, which is basically what I did for you, the Colts as well. But, I, yeah, I just, this is embarrassing, man. I'm sorry. I just, I, I was trying to think of a better word to say, but this is embarrassing for the Raiders. I mean, Derek Carr threw a huge pick earlier on in the game that could have made this, you know, could have basically won, sealed the game in, before halftime, making it 20 to 3. Big, big turnover in the red zone. And then Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Travis, 98 yard drive? What the crap? Like, you texted me that in the next morning. And, like, I texted you back, like, I still think the Raiders lost this game. But, like, still, how do you let a Baker Mayfield? With, you know, like you said, two days to get to the playbook, which he probably doesn't even know the playbook, I'm sure, even within two days. How do you how do you let them in eight plays, Travis? Eight plays, bro. <laughs> a minute and a half. And they drive down the field and win the game. That's that's embarrassing. Yeah. And like the Rams packed it in. Like who do they have on the field that's yes. not injured, like starter wise. Exactly. Like I mean, everyone's out. <laughs> and you exactly. and you still can't beat them? I mean, come on, guys. You don't deserve the playoffs. Like, I, no. I wanted you to be in the playoffs, but no, I'm sorry. Forget that. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Well, for the second week in a row, I don't get to do my Jets cheer. This time, it was the Buffalo Bills beating them 20-12. to 12. Now, Ben, even though the Jets didn't win, check out the toughness from Mike White. Left the game in the second quarter after being hit in the ribs. Dude got absolutely speared. Came back two plays later. Got hit in the ribs again in the third quarter and left the game a second time to get x-rays. Returned at the start of the fourth and finished the game. Once the game was done, White left in an ambulance who was sent to the hospital to test for potential internal injuries. Can you imagine if he had like internal bleeding and he was just out there just like, I'm fine, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> Don't worry about me, guys. Like, I'm no worries. Dude, I, yeah, I, I saw the hit. Man. Like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yes. No, you're fine. No, I, was, I, I basically was done right there. Like, that's a competitor. Go ahead. I was going to say, that hit. I mean, if someone hit Brady like that, they'd be in prison. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's true. Literally, I mean, I think I saw his body. I saw his body like fold in half. Yes, like (laughs) yes, dude. Like, what the heck, man? Yeah, one hundred percent right. Because Brady got that rough in the past for like four or five games, something maybe even six games ago. 
Well, he barely got tackled, and then they were like, "Oh, flag! We're throwing a flag!" But yeah, no, like Mike Weiss just getting freaking blown up. I mean, getting torn in two, and we're like, "Oh, that's no big deal at all." But no, I hate that you can't do the cheer because I love the cheer, man. So I'm hoping the Jets will beat the Lions next weekend. <laughs> but uh, this is a good. I mean, it's a good game. I, I mean, weather wise, it was terrible. Uh, Buffalo. It's supposed to actually snow this weekend too for the Buffalo Bills and Dolphins game, so that'll be interesting. But it was terrible weather again, being in Buffalo. But Buffalo pulled it out. We'll see if Buffalo can kind of get back together. I still, it just, it just don't look right, man. I don't know. Just from beginning of the year to now, second half of the year, it just doesn't look right. Yeah, they looked unbeatable early on, and now it's like they definitely look yeah. beatable. And Josh Allen's throwing interceptions, yeah. and it's like they're doing just enough to win, but they don't look exactly. dominant. Well, the Battle of Ohio wasn't much of a battle at all as the Bengals jumped out to a 23 lead before winning 23-10 over the Cleveland Browns. Joe Burrow and the offense pulled off a perfect flea flicker in this game, hitting his wide-open target for a touchdown. Ben Burrow has the longest active streak of consecutive games with a passing touchdown at 20 games. Thanks. Very impressive. I mean, I don't think it's that hard to do when you got Jamar Chase in the field, but, I mean, he actually didn't have Jamar Chase in the field for, like, uh, I want to say it was four games, maybe three. Might have been three. Might have been longer than that. But, like, impressive. And the Bengals, man, I think we mentioned it last week, they are sneakily back to where they were last year. I mean, they're nine and four now and playing all cylinders, man. I think the offensive line is dealing a lot better than what they were at the beginning of the year. I, they just look like a lot better of a team. And now, again, Jamar Chase is healthy. Jim Mixon played, came back from injury. It's going to be dangerous again with them in the playoffs. Well, the Houston Texans had me all excited as it looked like they might be pulling off the upset of the day, beating the Dallas Cowboys. Unfortunately, there was just enough time on the clock for the Cowboys to score the go-ahead touchdown and avoid the shocker. Then Dallas has to be counting their lucky stars to come out of there with a 27-23 win. Yeah, I mean, I told you this. Like, It's a regular season. Anybody can beat anybody. But yeah, I would say probably they're feeling pretty good about themselves scoring 10 points in the fourth quarter against a, a 1-11 and in one team. Uh, I mean, good for the Texans to be playing, to keep to keep playing. I mean, I'm sure their fans were like, crap, you guys are winning. You're supposed to be losing. We want the number one pick. Like, don't don't beat the Cowboys. We don't want that. But I, I it, was, it was definitely good just to see them that they're at least competitive in the game against a, a very good, in my opinion, Dallas Cowboys team. Uh, so I'll see if the Cowboys can bounce back next week. But, yeah, definitely, definitely should have been a Texans win for sure. Ben, did you catch my lucky stars comment? What is on the side of the Cowboys helmet? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought about it first. Like I typed it and then I was like, hey, all right, let's see if Ben catches that. <laughs> Dang it. I missed it. Dang it. You had to explain it. Crap. It's okay. <laughs> it's always bad when you have to explain a joke, but I, I mean, know. I mean, it wasn't really a joke, I guess, but <laughs> yeah. In your head, you weren't really thinking it was a joke. So, like, yeah, I, there's my it doesn't my it doesn't right fully there. count. Yeah, there you go. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the first time in history that a team under 500 was actually the favorite in a game against a team above 500. Apparently, the betters knew what they were doing because the Detroit Lions took down your Minnesota Vikings 34-23. Kirk Cousins threw for over 400 yards, and Justin Jefferson had over 200 yards receiving. The problem is. The defense is terrible, giving up over 400 yards per game and can't stop anybody. Ben, you were worried to death about this game, especially with it being in Detroit, and unfortunately, your nightmare became a reality. Yeah, and I'll read my stats here in a second that I sent to you because I just I think it was just terrible and just goes to prove that I think I'm going to be right about the first-round exit. But just a couple frustrations in this game. 
first half, we are on the one-yard line. We're down 14-7. Should score a touchdown to tie the game. What do the Vikings do? We call a jump pass from Dalvin Cook. And what's Dalvin Cook do? He fumbles the ball. Fumbles the ball on the goal line. We lose the ball. Another play. Freaking Lions. It's called a fake punt. It's called a fake punt. They were like fourth and six. It's called a fake punt. Ran for like 40 yards. I mean, it's just it was just embarrassing. And then the last thing I got to say, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw this, but this is my frustration. I don't I don't think it would have changed the outcome because we still scored a touchdown on that drive, but we would have scored earlier if they would have kept this call. Justin Jefferson had caught the ball. He had run past the cornerback, stayed in bounds, and easily was scoring a touchdown. Ref blew the whistle so that his foot stepped out of bounds. My frustration with the NFL is that you keep the play going, let it score. You you know they re- review scoring plays, so let it go. Don't call them out of bounds if it's a you know if it's a fifty fifty call and you're not sure. Don't call them out of bounds. Let it go. And they didn't. They called them called them out of bounds. And then of course, you, I mean, you can you can review it, but you're just going to be basically nothing's going to happen because they're not going to say, oh, well, he would have scored a touchdown, so we're going to give him a touchdown. But it just we were it was earlier earlier in the well later in the quarter it was like three and a half minutes left we scored like closer to two two minutes and forty five seconds after that on that same drive but you never know if we had gotten a little bit more time maybe we had a chance I don't think so personally you just never know but that was my frustration the thing I had sent to you which I think is just completely embarrassing and it just sounds like a Vikings thing the point differential man for ten plus wins there's five teams this year that have ten plus wins. Eagles have plus 138. Bills have plus 132. Cowboys have plus 131. The Chiefs have plus 86. The Vikings are sitting at negative one. <laughs> we're, we're 10 and three. Oh, and that's terrible. It's like every win has been close and then the losses haven't been. Yes. So No. Oh, man. that That is a crazy yep. stat. And I like what you said about the whole letting a play just finish out. I've always hated that, honestly. I've been in the same boat yeah. as you. Like, just let him go, get the touchdown, whether it's, you know, an offensive play or defense, you know, an interception or a fumble recovery, you know, something that, like, is questionable yeah. or anything. Just let it play out, and then you can always go back and look at it. Because, yeah, like you said, you're going to review it anyways. So then they could yeah. have gone back and said, oh, no, he didn't step out. He was good. That's a touchdown. That stands. Right. Confirmed, um, yeah. But yeah, and then how about the Lions later on? You mentioned some crazy plays like the the fourth down, the punt that the fake punt that they did. How about third and seven thrown to the offensive lineman? <laughs> Dude, oh my gosh, I was yes, I forgot to saw that. Yeah, that was crazy call. Like they, I, I actually really like this team, the Lions team. I mean, they've come back a lot, and I like I, I liked those calls. I mean, those are some gutsy calls. Uh, and when you're trying to make the playoffs, do what you got to do. Uh, but, yeah, offensive lineman getting that first down, craziness. Yeah, Dan Campbell, he's the real deal. I mean, he's doing some good things there in he Detroit is. for sure. Yeah, he is. Here's something else crazy for you, Ben. If the Lions win out and you guys lose your last four games, they could steal the division from you. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're like, I'm trying not to think about it. <laughs> I know. I've been – they keep saying, like, every week, Vikings could clinch. I'm just like, stop. Please stop because this is we're just going to lose every game and then the Lions are going to end. Oh, that would be so embarrassing, but that would be a Vikings thing to do as well. You guys have been way ahead all season and then just, yeah, at the end, uh, <laughs> collapse. I'm going to go into hiding if that happens. Like, I'm, just gonna, just, I'm not going to record with you. <laughs> well, stamps are expensive and I'm feeling it with having to write all these thank you cards. 
The latest one to the Jacksonville Jaguars as they beat up on the Titans 36-22 in Nashville, which according to my brother Derek, who's a big Jags fan, is the place they haven't won since 2013. Trevor Lawrence, since week nine, get this, has 1,362 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. His completion percentage is 71.8, which is first, and his passer rating is 111.7, which is second. Ben, you've been saying the Titans don't have anything outside of Henry, and it is showing more and more each week. Yeah, I, I mean, Henry actually had a pretty good game, but like when you don't have anything else besides Henry, again, I, there's, I just don't know what you can do. But those stats about Trevor Lawrence, man, it, he might be starting to heat up with, uh, you know, his all the hype he had coming into the league and everything like that. I mean, if they can get a couple more pieces around them, get the defense good, this could be a pretty dangerous team next year, honestly, if, if he can keep this up. In a weird, very weird game, Evan Ingram just went freaking crazy, man. Like, I hadn't heard anything about him all year, and he went for a buck 62 for two touchdowns. I thought that was crazy, but no, this, this is a very good team. And then Derrick Henry actually lost two fumbles in this game, which is very, very not Derrick Henry-like. So just crazy game all around. Yeah, I'm happy for Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, but not that happy because they're in our division. So I don't like to see them improving too much, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would not want to, yeah, not next year. <laughs> Well, the Philadelphia Eagles officially clinched the playoff spot, winning big over the New York Giants, 48-22. Hertz was solid, going 21 of 31 for 217 and two touchdowns. It was Sanders' day as he had 17 carries for 144 yards and two touchdowns. Ben, the Eagles don't have any trouble putting up points, but the second quarter has especially been good to them. They've scored 178 in the second, which is the most points by any team in any quarter this season. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're typically winning by halftime. I, I mean, it, it's that's basically been their MO all year, and they don't have to score as many in the second half. I mean, they scored actually the same amount in the second half as they did in the first half in this one. But, no, they've they've been a great team. I'm interested, I'm interested to see them play against a better defense. I'm kind of hoping, like, for a 49ers-Eagles matchup in the playoffs because I definitely could see the 49ers beating them with that defense. Um but I think the Giants have kind of come down to earth now. When you have your back, when you have a backup quarterback sub into the game, having the most rush yards in the game, that's a problem. Uh, so I just, I, I think they finally come back down to earth. Like they, it was a nice story at the beginning of the year, but I just, I don't see it. I, I definitely just don't see it at all. Despite not having Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens had an ugly win against the division rival Pittsburgh Steelers, sixteen fourteen. It was a busy day for Justin Tucker, and the lone touchdown came on a Dobbins four-yard run. Ben, sometimes wins are ugly, but at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that you got the W. <laughs> I guess in this case it's true because, yeah, I mean, it, they're 9-4, and four, so, like, good job for them. But I don't know. I don't, I don't see the Ravens. I mean, they're obviously going to make the playoffs. I just don't see them getting very far. Even Lamar, when he wasn't hurt, before he wasn't hurt, I mean, he hadn't been playing well. So, like, I just I just don't see it this year for them. But then their backup, Tyler Huntley, got hurt, so they had to bring in Anthony Brown. But, no, Dobbins had a great game. ran for 120 yards. Steelers went, you know, Trubisky route, and that didn't work. So, that's just, just yeah, definitely an ugly game all around. Well, the Chiefs raced out to a 27-0 lead over the Broncos to no one's surprise. What was surprising is that Wilson and the Broncos weren't just going to roll over in this one and fought all the way back before falling 34-28. Wilson had arguably his best game in a Denver uniform, going 23 of 36 for 247 yards and three touchdowns. 
He did have one pick, but that was two less than Mahomes, who had three interceptions on the day to go along with his three touchdowns. Poor Wilson took a hard hit and left the game and entered concussion protocol, so hopefully he's okay, but his status kind of up in the air for this next week, but hopefully he's recovering well. Get this. Chiefs linebacker Willard Gay has caught 11% of Wilson's touchdown passes this season. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> terrible. Mahomes is 15-0 and in divisional road games and 10-0 and versus the Broncos. Ben, I hate to be the bearer of bad news for Broncos fans, but they have officially been eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> I'm surprised they were still hanging on by, I mean, the smallest of threads, but like that's craziness. The, the, crazy, the next craziest thing that's going to come out of my mouth, which I'm still, it's kind of hard to believe. I, I think if Wilson hadn't got a concussion, they had the ball at the 46-yard line with a chance to win the game. I'm, I'm pretty sure they would have won the game. <laughs> Because, yeah, like you said, I mean, he actually was playing well. And then the Chiefs ended the game after that pick with Rippy. I, I don't know if it's Rippy or however you say it, but Brett Rippy and whatever his name is, but um, throwing that pick. Yeah, man, Mahomes, I mean, he turned it over to give the Broncos that chance at the 46 yard line. So it could have been a totally different ball game. But no, I, Chiefs, this is really surprising because they've been, they were dominating 27 nothing and all of a sudden, like almost blowing the game against the Broncos. Craziness. Yeah, it is too bad that Wilson got hurt there because it would have been crazy to see them upset the Chiefs, you know, if they did indeed pull off the amazing upset. That's the Broncos' most points that they've scored all season long. I mean, they've been averaging, I think, around 15, 16 points a game. So for them to put up 28 was a huge deal. (laughs) And they did it against the Chiefs. So, I mean, they, you know, they went toe to toe with them. But yeah, it is weird. The Chiefs, like, got out to that 27 0 lead and then just ran into a wall, and all of a sudden they couldn't score. Mahomes is throwing the ball, turning the ball over left and right. So, yeah, yep. pro- props to the Broncos for fighting all the way back. You know, prayers for Wilson that he's okay. But, yeah, bummer for Broncos fans that they are going to be sitting at home because I know when they signed Wilson in the offseason, they had high hopes this year that they were going to be uh, getting in the playoffs and, you know, fighting the Chiefs and the Chargers there in that division. We're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Calm down, guys. You don't have Peyton Manning anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a totally different story. In a game that saw the quote-unquote goat taking on Mr. Irrelevant, most assumed this would be all about Tom Brady and his return home. It turned out that was the farthest thing from what happened as the last pick in the 2022 draft, Brock Purdy, stole the show, leading his team to a 35-7 win. Purdy was 16 of 21 for 185 yards and three touchdowns with a 134 passer rating, which was the highest of any quarterback this past weekend. Brady threw another temper tantrum before halftime, causing someone to replace the GOAT nickname with a new one, Babe, which stands for Biggest Adult Baby Ever. (laughs) What made this one hurt even more is that Brady had purchased 100 tickets for family and friends to come to the game only to see his team, the Bucks, get demolished. Ben, Brock looked pretty good and became the only quarterback to beat Brady in his first career start. All right, a couple things. So if I'm that family member of Brady, I'm asking for a refund to my ticket, like for ASAP after the game. And yeah, that Purdy joke was pretty good. <laughs> Dude, like what in the world, man? How, how do you go from Mr. Irrelevant to starting quarterback for a playoff football team? I, I mean, it, it's been a crazy turn of events for him this year. Nobody even probably knew his name before the year began. And like, you definitely know it now because he's actually playing pretty well. 
Um, Bucks, I mean, they've had a pretty decent defense. Uh, so, I mean, I, it's kind of impressive. I don't know if it's super impressive because the Bucks have, really are terrible this year. I mean, Brady threw two picks again this game. It's going to be rough for the Niners. They lost uh, Samuel for a couple weeks, but they're, it's not season-ending, so that was at least good. But it, from what I heard, it, it looked pretty gruesome, but he kind of avoided serious injuries, so it's good for them. Uh, this is a good team, man. I That defense, like I said, if I want to see them play against the Eagles to see what they can do, but if they can get this performance from Brock Purdy each week, they got a pretty good shot. I mean, a pretty good shot for sure. Yeah, it's hard to believe. I mean, the 49ers start the year with Trey Lance. He goes yeah. down... Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, steps in. You know, they don't miss a beat. He obviously goes down, and then in comes Brock Purdy, and you're thinking, oh, boy, they're just going to start losing games. And, you know, he he did enough on the offensive end, had a great game. And then, of course, he had that stifling defense. I mean, only giving up seven points. I mean, they had him shut out in the first half, which was very impressive. But, yeah, they're I mean, they're a very good team. But, yeah, it's just next man up, next man up, and – each guy that steps in there is stepping up. And, yeah, Samuels, you know, thankfully, yeah, won't be out too long. But, yeah, bummer that he got hurt. But yeah, he'll uh, he'll be back here before too long. But, yeah, 49ers definitely a scary team, you know, even with Brock Purdy there behind the wheel. Well, the Panthers shot out to a 17-0 lead before the Seahawks battled back but came up a little short. It got as close as 2017 before eventually falling 30-24. to then this game wasn't ever really in doubt for the Panthers and a sad one for the Seahawks to lose as they try to lock up that last playoff spot. Yeah, this is rough, man. Uh, I was I, sh- I was shocked. I actually got to see that like the very end of this game where they had the drive to get at least within six. But Carolina Panthers, I mean, they they got nothing, dude. I mean, they shipped away McCaffrey. Running game hasn't, you know, ever since then been very consistent. So I just, very surprising. And, and going into Seattle, uh, against an actually pretty good team. I know Seattle was missing Kenneth Walker in this one, so I mean that's a big deal. But, but I just still you shouldn't you shouldn't be losing the Carolina Panthers at home. It's just really really weird. Well, every single one of the analysts were picking the Dolphins to win, especially with the Chargers being shorthanded on the defensive side of the ball. It took a full team effort, but the Los Angeles Chargers proved everyone wrong, beating the Miami Dolphins twenty three seventeen on Sunday night. The craziest play of the game was the Dolphins running the ball, fumbling the ball. And Tyreek Hill, with a heads-up play, scooped it up and took it 57 yards for a touchdown. He also had a 60-yard touchdown catch later in the game. Herbert threw for a ton of yards in this one with 367, and 116 of them going to Mike Williams, who had six receptions and a touchdown. Ben, people have been so high on Tua and the Dolphins, but it seems like they've come back down to earth the last couple weeks. Yeah, I just hope the talk about Tua being a good quarterback is finally going to be a bit out to put now because he played horrible. There was a, and there was a point in the game when he was three, I think it was three of seventeen or something like that. Like he was, he was horrible, and, and there's just no excuse. You've got Tyree Kill, you've got Jaden Waddle, two great receivers. I'm sorry if you can't if you can't be better than that and and ending the game at ten and twenty eight, I just don't want to hear anything more about him. And just I mean, basically looking at who he's actually beaten, he really hasn't beaten a great defense. I mean, look at 49ers last week, only scoring 17. Chargers, like you said, actually, they have a good defense, but we're missing a bunch of key pieces and could only put up 17. And then next week they're going, well, this weekend they're going to Buffalo. So, like, I I think it's going to be really bad. Uh, I don't think it'll be high scoring because it's going to be snowing, like I said, but, like, I I don't see them doing anything good up in Buffalo, beating them again. They got lucky that first game. I just don't see the second game. Ben, we talked about White getting broken half there in the Jets game by that sack, that tackle. In this game, it was the complete opposite. Dolphins defensive player ran in on Herbert, 
and even kind of pulled up a little bit to keep himself from, you know, completely falling and all this momentum, you know, going down on him. It was one of the lightest sacks you'll ever see. They threw a flag for roughing the passer. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, what have you heard in the world? I I don't I don't know. I don't know if it will work as well, because the pass interference review was terrible. Like they would never over. They would never basically over overturn the call. It would always be the end. But have you heard that they're looking into potentially doing replay for roughing the passer now? No, but good. They should. Yes, they. I mean, they 100% should. I just don't know. I don't know if they're going to actually overturn that stuff. Because if it was anything like the pass interference stuff, nothing's going to get overturned. Even though I think it's good to review it. Yeah. Well, I don't know how you could look at this one if you were reviewing yeah. it and be like, "Oh man, that was a horrible hit." Yeah. Personal foul. Wow. Like, no, he literally yeah. just like slowed up, led up, and even kind of like kept his body from falling on him completely. You know. So I'm like. The guy did everything he could not to get a penalty, and yet you still throw a flag. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Must have thought it was Brady playing. <laughs> Must have thought. <laughs> <laughs> Monday night's game saw the Arizona Cardinals hosting the New England Patriots. Arizona held a 13-7 lead before the Pats blew past and finished this one 27-13. Ben, the main reason for this was the Cardinals losing Murray during the game, and it's now been said he's done for the year with a torn ACL. Yeah, I hate those non-contact injuries, man, where you just turn your knee the wrong way and then, I mean, you're done for the year. Like, it's, it's terrible. And, and I'm sure they're probably going to miss him maybe maybe half of the year next year, too. I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a gruesome injury to come back from, for sure. But, I mean, Patriots did this all with, you know, a rookie running back, Pierre Strong. I mean, only had five carries, ran for 70 yards in the touchdown. They lost their starter, Stevenson, earlier in the game, too. I, I know another thing they were going to look at, too, Devontae Parker, that was a controversial thing. Got hurt in this game, and one of the receivers from the Patriots literally had to tell, literally had to tell the ref, like, "Hey, this guy probably has a concussion. Let's like hold on. Let's stop the play, guys." <laughs> so I don't know what's going to come of that, but like, I, I, all this player safety talk, man, I just don't know how well they're doing to actually apply that. Yeah, and I didn't realize there's a guy specifically designated to watch for that. So yeah. it was. It's bad enough that it's bad enough that the refs missed it because it was right there in their faces. And then the fact that the guy that specifically is designated to watch for guys that are potentially have gotten a concussion missing it too. And it took a player literally kneeling and then frantically waving his arms to stop the play. I mean, you saw right away he was all kind of wobbly and yeah. Yeah. everything. You know, couldn't really stand up straight on his own. And then he's standing there getting ready to you know, get ready to hike the ball. And I'm like. What are they doing? And then, yeah, so pro- props to his teammate for just stopping the play and getting the ref's attention because, yeah, he needed to go out for sure. I mean, that was an absolute joke that he was still in the game after getting that taking that hit. All right, so so AFC, Travis, we got Buffalo Bills 10-3, uh, number one overall right now. Got Chiefs right behind him from a 10-3 as well, number two. You got the Ravens at number three, 9-4. You got the Titans at 7-6. You got the Bengals, nine and four. I really think the Bengals will jump the Ravens here coming up, probably get to the third spot. Could be even higher. Six is the Miami Dolphins at eight and five. And then you got a couple teams fighting for the last spot there. You got the Patriots at seven and six, but also the Chargers and the Jets right behind them. Patriots right now are the number seven spot because they got a couple tiebreakers over the Jets and the Chargers. So we'll see what happens there. NFC side, you got Eagles, obviously, number one, 12 and one, clinched the playoff spot this past week. Got the Vikings sitting at ten and three. You got the Niners sitting at nine and four. 
Bucks, which is just embarrassing. Sitting at six and seven, uh, you got number five Dallas Cowboys, ten and three. You got the Commanders in the playoffs right now at seven five and one, and then also the Giants at seven five and one. But Seahawks at seven and six, right behind them, and then again Detroit Lions uh, six and seven, right behind them as well. Oh, here here's a crazy thing for you, and I saw this the other day. So the Bucks, yeah, you said are six and seven, right, leading their division. They yep. should they should have lost that game against the Saints, right? Yeah. So that would have yeah. put them at five and eight. Every single team in that division would be five and eight if that would have happened. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Everyone sucks oh in that God. division. But <laughs> Dude, how about the Carolina Panthers, man? They still have a chance to make the playoffs. Still have a chance. And win the division. The like, Falcons could this? still win it. The Saints could Falcon. still. I mean. Like this is garbage, bro. Joke of a division. They <laughs> so should garbage. just like remove that division completely and just add somebody else from another division that's got a better record. Yeah, I just I go every, back to the, the yeah. winning record. Yeah, yeah, I 100 percent agree with you. Like, how do you let a team like that in the playoffs when they're just not lose to the Cowboys anyway? That's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, I'll sit here and even say with my own team, the Colts. So we're like, there's probably six teams in front of us for the, you know, fighting for the wild card spot. I mean, we're down at the right. at the bottom there. We have honestly have a better chance of probably winning the division than we do winning the wild card. And I say that because if we win out and the and the Titans lose, I think just one one game, we can win the division at eight wow. eight and one, and we can actually we can afford to lose a game, so we can actually win the division at seven nine and one. So that tiebreaker that I was annoyed about week one is actually going to be our saving grace. Because <laughs> it'll give us just a little edge up on the Titans, because they will be oh they'll be seven and ten, and we'll be seven nine and one, and we'll have and we'll win the division seven nine and one. So that's crazy, dude. Oh my god! But like we don't deserve yeah. to win the division and being under five hundred like that's no. dumb. And I'm obviously no. a Colts fan, but I'm sitting here like, yeah, guys, you you don't deserve that. So hopefully, we just win out and we finish at least five hundred and we're eight eight and one, you know, and. And just see what happens, you know. We can squeak in that way. I feel I can I can stomach that right. a little bit more, you know. It's like okay, at least we're five hundred, you know. But right, you're not a losing. Yeah, if you're a losing record, I feel like you shouldn't make it. I five hundred, I can be okay with five hundred. Well, that's gonna do it for this NFL Week 14 recap here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.